Hi, I'm Vanessa Rubio. I play Carmen on Cobra Kai, and you are listening to Cobra Kai Companion. to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion and I am Peter and you guys it's becoming a tradition and I'm happy that it is but every season I've been very fortunate to have Vanessa Rubio join me and here she is again hello Vanessa here I am hello Peter I just want to say also congratulations to you for keeping this going strong all five seasons yes thank you thank you so much it's uh it's a little weird because like sometimes I have to um you know like when I'm talking to actors and trying to remember character names, but like last season we had the addition of Julia to the cast and, and she's Vanessa. And um, <laughs> I know, right. Just to I make think, things more complicated for you. <laughs> right. All right. I, I think we spoke about that uh, last season as well. Like what was she named after you or, you know, something, I something know, like yeah, that. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try my best not to mess anything up, but Um, Since we have last spoken, uh, I feel you had a very busy summer. Um, I would like to start off with uh, Liverpool uh, Comic Con, whom you've had the opportunity to meet one of my dear friends, Mark, who is Let's Be Water. I think everybody knows Mark. Yeah. So can you talk about Liverpool? And also, did you and Courtney... Uh, go traveling around like when you guys were in the UK was that yeah we did we did love traveling with Courtney love Courtney all around um that Liverpool was a great experience it was the first international comic-con that I have done and um it was great I mean it was it was work I didn't really get to see too much of Liverpool as I wanted but uh yes I met Mark and uh Sammy as well uh, Mark just he does such great work with Let's Be Water. I mean, I'm like these posters are epic and they're beautiful and they're so well done. And he's just you know just wonderful to meet in person. Yeah, yeah. Did, um, did I? I don't know if you know this. Did you know about Mark's Easter egg in episode episode two of season five? No, no. Tell so, me all about it. Do you remember when Johnny says, "Oh, it, it should be illegal to." Um, was it to, to, uh, graffiti or deface graffiti, somebody's property? Huh? Yeah, yeah, like something like that. And you're like, well, it, it is. And um, well, the graffiti on the van is Mark's work. Oh no way! Yeah, so there's a luchador mask, and uh, the 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 graffiti says Biagua or 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 Seagua. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, so that's Be awesome. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, so did he? Was he just like gifted this Easter egg? I, or, um, I believe he was working with uh, Patrick Hogan, um, who is, I, I believe he works in sound. So they were working on a separate project and somehow it came up that uh, maybe it would be kind of cool to work in like an Easter egg for Mark. And I think he got put in touch with one of the producers and then um, it went up to like John Josh and Hayden and they said they loved Aww, the idea. That's and awesome. So, yeah, you see the van just driving from, I think it's from right to left and, and it's it's his graffiti all over so so in his mind that's him tagging the van i love that i love that and it always makes me his you know his name always makes me think of the bruce lee quote the famous you know be water yeah so yeah that's awesome yeah yeah yeah, absolutely so that's (laughs) that's that's him if if, uh people didn't know because uh when i reviewed um uh, mole which is uh so 502, I actually had him come on briefly over Zoom and he got to share his story about, about that cool Easter egg. So nice. if people want to hear that, they can go check out the review. But I thought I'd bring it up too in case people missed yeah. it. Um, you also uh, participated in something that was like the uh, Spanish Chucky Presents, like uh, improv. Yes, yes, with a wonderful improv group here in LA. Um, it just amazing um, group of people who, who every month they do a show and they invite a guest, uh, you know, I guess a guest on the show. And 
the guest isn't required to do improv, uh, but they asked me, they said, you know, the, the famous improv thing is, are, are you going to play? You know, and and my answer, I'm so, I, I guess I am a, a yes and person naturally. So they asked me that and I wasn't really quite registering what that meant. And I said, yeah, <laughs> play. And then they're like, all right, well, you're going to come on stage with us. And I was like, OK, um, it's a wonderful, wonderful exercise for an actor, for anybody just to get up there and make things up and have fun. Yeah, it was a really great experience. Yeah, I want to, um, if, if it's possible, I would love to see like people just improving. That's why, like personally, I like bloopers or deleted scenes because sometimes we hear that, you know, you guys get a chance to kind of play with your characters a little bit. Um, I think it was like two years ago. I, I feel it was like 2020, um, Gianni and Owen Morgan, they, they came on to our YouTube channel and we all improv and I pretended to be like a, uh, like a hotshot casting director. And I had Gianni reading all these lines from season one to see what character he should audition for. And I, I even had him read one of like Amanda's lines. He's like, Amanda, you want me to read Amanda? I go, yeah, why not? You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to. Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, there was one point I was like, how about, how about this line? He goes, Miguel, you want me to read Miguel? I go, yeah, what's wrong with reading Miguel? I, you look like Miguel. Let's do it. Come on. You know, so, so which, which role did he land? Uh, he ended up landing Dimitri. So, wow. Well, well okay. actually, the the uh, like behind the curtains kind of thing, his character was originally supposed to be an Indian kid named Tanzit. So oh. I, I had him read uh, Dimitri's lines and say, you're going to I'm going to have you read uh, uh, this, this kid named Tanzit. And but it was the Dimitri line. I go, OK, you know what? I like you for this role, but we're going to change the name because you don't look like a Tanzit. You know, you look more like a Dimitri. And so we got to play around with that a little bit. That's hilarious. So, That's yeah, great. a little fun fact. Yeah. Um, so, uh, is, is there any footage of you out there doing this improv, the Spanish Aki? Um, probably. I don't think that there's any video footage. There's definitely a lot of pictures online. Um, and, and they put together a great show. I mean, there's always a singer or a musician and a, and a stand-up comedian and it's monthly. It's at the, I believe the Paramount in uh, Boyle Heights was I'm a new LAer, so I don't know all the different areas. Now it's my first time in Boyle Heights and it was it was really nice. Um and the the theater itself has a lot of history in it. So it's it's a wonderful experience for anybody who's in the area and wants to see that to go see it. And they're a lovely improv group and they're doing amazing things. Each one of them are like on different shows. So it's like they themselves are special guests every night. Yeah. yeah. And they also have a podcast. I think I saw saw the word podcast in, um, on their account as well. Um, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you're on that. I'll, I'll have to yeah, look into maybe. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you've lived in LA for like two years now. Yes, two years. Um, I still I still feel like a New Yorker inside, <laughs> but um, I've been in the in LA for two years. But half of 2021, I was living in Atlanta, so it was kind of cut up. But um, I'm here now, and I feel more in the LA vibe of things and I like it. Is there something you still haven't visited since you've been there that you want to? Like, oh gosh, so much. Or... Yeah. Oh yeah, the Hollywood sign, I don't really know why it doesn't really attract me too much. I'm like, but I do like hiking in that area a lot. Um, I'm, I really want to go up and down the coast more. Like I want to go to, Laguna, um, Carlsbad, San Diego. I haven't been to those areas yet. And then also maybe uh, take a trip up north to see those areas. North, north like Oregon, north? Like, Portland, like Oregon, yeah, north? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, in uh, San Antonio, you did mm-hmm. a like a bowling charity event. And yeah. Yeah. Coincidentally, that Sean Kanan was down there. Like, yes. Now, how did that happen? They just gathered people together. I had no idea he was going to be there, um, but that was cool. And uh, we got, you know, it's always nice because when you're filming, it's it's usually pretty rushed and you don't really get to just sit and talk with people. And, you know, um, so that was really nice. And San Antonio was so welcoming and, uh, you know, had a great sponsor, a local uh, law firm there that sponsored my lane. We had a great time. Every single time we got a strike, we took a tequila shot. So it was a fun night. <laughs> Was there a lot of strikes? 
Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, I found out that I, I'm a better bowler on tequila. So there you go. <laughs> sometimes that helps, you know, sometimes, you know, you're more balanced that way or something. Yes. I found um, my, my balance. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, we were just talking about the Liverpool. I believe that's also coming up again. Are you, are you, um, have you been approached to attend any upcoming cons? Oh, I haven't, I have no idea. Peter, you are a wealth of information. I, I try. <laughs> I'm going to call you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a number. So yeah. <laughs> okay. I, um, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, going back to your first question, me and Courtney went over to France afterwards. I have some family in France that I wanted to visit and she happened to be in Europe at the time. So we spent about like five days in Paris, just running around together and, it was really fun. And then I met up with my family, took a trip down further south in France. And yeah, it was just amazing. And it seemed like everybody was traveling at that time. It was, it was wonderful. Am I mistaken? Did you guys go to the Louvre? I went to the Louvre by myself. She had already seen it. And I think she needed to, I think she was traveling out that day or something. But yeah, I went to the Louvre and um, there's an element, I think, of when you're a, a tourist and you're Art, seeing where I get anyway, I get art stick. And believe me, I'm a love. I'm a lover of art. I'm a lover of beauty. And um, you know, I was an art history major, uh, and and I'm a, a painter. You know, uh, yes, I am a painter. But yeah, there. I think there's an element when you're traveling and you're walking around so much, and and you're taking in so much epic beauty that like you're just like, oh, I'm dizzy, you know. And that definitely happened to me in the loop. I was like, I gotta sit down. I gotta like just process all this stuff. But it was. Right before um, that person threw cake at the Mona Lisa, it, I was there like a few days before that. I didn't um, hear about this. So. You didn't hear about that? It was no. like some guy who, yeah, it's like, it's kind of a, an epic prank. I hope somebody makes a story out of it someday. He dressed up as an old woman and then got in line and everything right when he was going to he threw a cake and, you know, started protesting. Over what? I don't know. I That's don't know. You would, you would, you would think they'd find a motive for defacing such a historical piece of art. That's interesting. Maybe, maybe Leonardo wasn't his favorite Ninja Turtle or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like who does it's that? It all goes back to the Ninja Turtles if you really dig deep enough. Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, was was the, what was your favorite piece to see in person? Oh, gosh, I love this one piece by Leonardo da Vinci. It wasn't the Mona Lisa. I mean, if I could have the time to go see the Mona Lisa up front, uh, up close, I saw it from afar. Um, maybe it would have been, but there was this other piece. I think it was, um, I don't know the exact name of it, but I posted on it because I thought it was so beautiful. It was this image of the Virgin Mary with um, her sister, I think, uh, Elizabeth and the baby Jesus, and they just form this beautiful triangle. And I love da Vinci's backgrounds because they're so timeless and kind of haunted. And you're kind of like, where are these people? They're in this like no man's land. Um, and just, just the colors of it oh, just took me away. And just this floaty aspect that he's able to, to have. So it's actually still the cover of my uh, iPhone. Like I put it mm. as my wallpaper. I just love it. Mm, it sounds nice. Did, did something inspire you recently to kind of doodle? I saw you put a couple doodles oh, up yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah it's doodle. been a while since since you've actually um, shared like an actual, like you, you just mentioned, you know, you are a painter. We have seen some of your work. I, I believe you had a an account for your artwork. I do. Yeah, it's kind of, I haven't posted on it recently, but I will soon. I'm currently actually in the space where I'm supposed to be setting up my studio I'm looking at all the things I need to do, but, but yeah, soon enough, soon enough. And yeah, I am a doodler. If we were doing this on the phone, I'd be doodling. Oh, like, uh, like, like the, what was <laughs> it? Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's the, the, the feature on zoom, right? Like what is it called? Whiteboard? Is, is that what, is that what you're oh, talking about? Like you would, oh, I thought that's what you're referring to. Like, like if the whiteboard was up, you would be doodling on the whiteboard. Apparently there's a feature that you can oh, drop this on. Yeah, Gianni was like something we were talking about, like other things we can do. Like if he were ever to come on, he had the time. He was like, oh, we can do like like Pictionary or something like that. You know, like th there's the whiteboard feature. I go, oh, really? Okay, well, there you go. Leave it to Gianni. So, I feel like every time I talk to him, <laughs> Gianni, Dimitri, 
Every time I talk to him, I'm like learning something new. I'm like, teach me, teach me something new today. He's a really great guy. You know, yeah, it, um, he, he was um, two interviews ago and, you know, we were just like, dude, you know, when we first talked, you were 16. I was your first interview and, you know, just kind of to see him, you know, mature yeah. to be this big old grown adult. And he recently took some new headshots. And I was like, dude, you look like a man, like a man, man, you know, like chiseled jaw, just stoic look, you know, just like, wow, look yeah. at you. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Know, we've all of, grown so much. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. let's let's talk about some of the cast members. You know, you've you've been around since the very first season, obviously, because Carmen is Miguel's mother. Um, what are your observations uh, uh, of Sholo now being his t- uh, on-screen mother? Oh gosh, um, I think like like all of us, we we you know the origins of it very, and it's so funny that the origins of the show I think mimic this kind of underdog story that is embedded in the Karate Kid story. Um, we kind of like came together and, and we're like, I don't know if this is going to fly or, or sink or what, but we all were there. It was originally on YouTube and um, very like kind of <laughs> feels like now looking back, like very humble beginning. And um, Sholo's great. I mean, he's just hilarious, always like ready with a story. He's just pretty well balanced. And, and throughout the seasons, yeah, it went on Netflix and got this whole like worldwide audience. And I think that that was kind of like the second iteration of the show, like its second evolution. Um, so throughout the seasons, I, I really feel like he's evolved in a lovely way. We all have. And just going with it. I mean, what else can we do but keep on growing and keep on doing our best? I want to ask you one more question about Sholo and I want to kind of get back to something I skipped over that I, I don't want to forget, but mm-hmm. um, as his on-screen mother, uh, what are some like moments that you felt like, you know, kind of proud for a lack of a better word, you know, like a, like a, like a scene or something that he did as Miguel where you're like, Oh my God, that's like, I, I feel proud. Like his, his actual mom kind of thing, you know, wh- whether uh-huh. it was like an emotional scene because I always talk about the I love you too, Robbie, and how like oh. Sholo just, bro- oh, just. Gutted, you know, right? Yeah. That gutted yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny, those scenes, you know, I'm not there for the filming of the scenes. Sometimes I, I am right before I go on or, or after I'll be looking at the monitors and just like, um, but I, just, just proud of him overall. I mean, all of those, it's. As, a, as an actor, I think it takes place over many different parts because sometimes when I'm just reading the script, I'll, I'll be overcome with emotions of, of the what, you know, how is this going to take, take fruition into real life? Like the end of, what was it, season two when, when he fell and like just reading the script, I was like, ah. um, so there are like those, those ties and I feel like, like those things of a, of a mother, I feel like kind of protective over him. I feel like um, when I am watching the monitors and he does like a good performance, like, yes, you know, like that, just that natural cheering on of somebody who you're, you're, is your castmate, is your coworker, is, you know, somebody who you, you um, connect with on, mm-hmm. on screen. Yeah. On that note, um, I feel like season two, we kind of been setting up uh, for, you know, possibly the introduction of his father, which we got in season five. Um, Yaya makes a comment in season four. So in season five, he's in Mexico for the first couple of episodes. And there's one point Carmen is on the phone with Johnny and, you know, she's just kind of reminding him he's really bad, you know, go get Miguel or he's here, he's there. Um, I don't want to ask like, like, what do you know? Can you tell us that kind of thing? But like, in your opinion, um, cause there's a part, I feel like Carmen's very insistent that like, he's really, really bad. I'm telling you because like Miguel calls, he's like, you lied to me. He doesn't even know I exist and, and, and all these things. And, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess Miguel does see kind of like his mental state and being paranoid, seeing like FBI shirts and, at one point, he even pulls out a gun. But um, 
do you think, oh gosh, how do I word this? Do you think, um, <laughs> come on, Peter, just out with it. Just ask uh, what you want to ask. <laughs> do, you think, in your, do, do you think we've seen the last of Hector? <laughs> oh, that's interesting, right? I, it's kind of like as the character, as Carmen, she would answer, yeah, I hope so, you know, but as me, as the actor, as um, watching this thing, I'm like, I'm, I hope he comes back because <laughs> it would just be like, wow, he never knew. He never knew that he had a son. It's kind of sad. Um, and also, Miguel never got to tell him. You know, it felt like that thing of like so close, but then at the same time, you know, and I kept on um, asking the producers to, because I can only fill in so much. And um, some of those scenes where I was on the phone, I'm like, yeah, but what is it? Even before then, when he um, ran off at the end of season four, I was like, yeah, but what is it exactly that makes this guy so bad? Because it was kind of elusive. Right. And I can create so many scenarios in my mind, but if they don't match up with the words I'm saying or the words I'm saying are not reaching the specificity that I have, I feel a disconnect. So I was really, um, I was asking, I was asking, I was like, you know, and I think uh, there was an instance that Hayden, had, we were, I was talking with Hayden about it and then he kind of got to the point that it was like this type of person who um, they do things and they, like it makes your blood run cold. And that clicked something for me. Like sometimes that does happen where it's not a specific thing. You just feel like bad vibes, you know, like a bad sensation. So, and in my mind, character, um, character wise, Carmen is a very feely person. I think she's kind of like a low key psychic, like a low key. <laughs> um, and I love in uh, the helm of the Diaz, uh, the, I guess the uh, art director, he put a, a like kind of a, a rather um, uh, ESP type of a book in their living room. And I like, I was like, this is my favorite. I love this because it, it ties with how I feel that she is. Um, so, yeah, I think it was kind of like that thing of like, yeah, she probably did see him falling into these criminal activities and glossing over it and making excuses and came to that point where she just knew like, this guy is would sell me down the river if he could, and I have to get out of here. Um, and I think, you know, Carmen's um, probably uh, most flawed characteristic is not divulging everything, you know, she doesn't know what to do with this information. So she just says, she stays quiet. But um, I think that, you know, we've seen the effects of that, you know, your son will run, run off on you so <laughs> At, yeah yeah i just i feel there's still like a lot more questions uh, about that whole mexico storyline because right yeah, yeah a little yeah, unresolved just, little, just a little bit see so so it's not just me because you it sounds like you kind of kind of share that too yeah just because yeah. in episode three when, when miguel is cooking and i just love rose playing the toast too like what what, is, what did he do with the toast so funny. How can screw up breakfast? <laughs> yeah, I just oh god, Rose is so good at that moment. But just just that discussion during breakfast, you know, like, well, you know, you're back and we're glad you're okay. And that's kind of it. You yeah. know, it's just like so she was so scared for his safety down there. Are we concerned should we be concerned that he might pop up at some point? Because it's like, yeah, Miguel was there in his presence. He doesn't know he's his son. But if he did, yeah, there's so many questions. I need to talk a to the guys about this. Yeah, I know. You really There's should. a lot. I, yeah, if it were up to me, I would have a lot more closure around him. <laughs> like more, uh, yeah, that scene, it was uh, a little quick, but sometimes you can't really, um, with the pacing of these things and how much information they have to fit into 10 episodes, like, you know, you're like, okay, this is, this is it. Yeah, and and I understand with everything else going on, we need, we need to kind of bring them back quick, you know. But mm -hmm. but but then even when Miguel comes back, he's got some things going on with Sam. So that's that's a whole other story. Um, yeah. So uh, I did share something with you recently, uh, which is interesting. So there's there's a piece of 
there was a poster or saw a drawing on one of the, the DS's wall of the flux capacitor. So you didn't you didn't even notice that in that sequence. I didn't even, and you know what, Peter? Uh, you're gonna have to tell me what a flux whatever is. What is it? Really? <laughs> okay. Yes. I mean, I so, please. It was on my list to right. look up before our interview, so, but I didn't even get. It's, it's hard to see because of the angle of it, but I have the flux capacitor tattooed on my arm as well. But it's it's what makes time travel possible from Back to the Future. Right, it's it's the the glowing thing in the back of the DeLorean. Oh, okay, you, you, okay. You, you've seen the movie, yes? Yes, I've seen the movie a long time <laughs> okay. ago. Yeah. But this is then it was created for the movie. It's the it's the exact drawing that Doc has from 1955. So I was actually watching the episode again last night, and wow. on my 4K TV, I, wa I, I walked up to the screen and I looked at my, I was like, that's identical. Like they, they literally printed out the drawing from the movie and put I it up on the it wall. Is. I bet so, it is. Yeah. And I, I wonder if like, that's kind of a joke. Like we're, we're going to the future here. We're going to, we're going to see what it's like for Johnny and, and Carmen. Maybe. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Yeah. But, but I just, I remember watching it um, the very first time and it stuck out like a sore thumb because that's my favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future. So I know what that drawing looks. And I was like, is that where I think it is? But I didn't have the chance to pause. I go, I'll, well, I'll look at it another time because I wanted to, you know, watch my binge. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I finally found it again because I couldn't, I couldn't remember what episode it was. But there it is, clear as day. You know, Carmen's like I trying to uh, wash the dishes and calls Johnny. And it's like right there. I see it right there on the wall. So pretty that. amazing. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about that, that dream sequence. Uh, Carmen gets one this time. Um, what was it like filming that? And whose baby is that? Like real life? Like, is that somebody part of the cast? Who could crew? No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, they, they have fun with it. They create all their, their things with it. There was, um, there was a lot that we didn't get to even film or get to, um, which is a shame, right? Uh, but times of the essence and, and some things get cut. But uh, that was hilarious. And I mean, very, I love the way it started out. So based in real life. I mean, like as a character, yeah, she's like, oh, somebody come help me. Like single motherhood is not easy. Um, and uh, it's, it, you know, you just have fun with those things. I think my favorite part is that she's on the phone with him. He's already at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> Talking about time, time jumping, and things like that. Right. Um, uh, but what's it called? I think during that whole thing, I was just really trying to remain like grounded and just like because I didn't want it to be too flying off the handle. But um, but yeah, those scenes are, are are fun to fun to do. And there was supposed to be one with Carmen riding with Johnny on a motorcycle um probably something no they were supposed to be um like in with an airfield in the back and like i don't know like with airplanes taking off and something epic there was also supposed to be like um johnny buying a house and like mm -hmm. taking off the for sale sign uh but yeah so so many things that i mean <laughs> can you hear me Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and in the dinner sequence where like he's he has like a home cooked meal or something and the baby's there and Miguel's there. It's like a flash of it. Uh, I think Robbie was supposed to be in that scene with us. And then the last minute was taken out. Like it's very like in the moment. Um, so he was he was there, you know, Tanner was there and then we're all like, yay. But then they were like, no, 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 we're going to actually take Tanner out and not going to be seen. So I'm like, okay, you know. Um, but yeah, and I'm glad Carmen got her dream sequence, you know, <laughs> to know what, yeah. what are the secret desires of Carmen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the way she wakes up, too, because, like, uh, cl clearly it was, it was, like, the best dream she's ever had, right? She's, <laughs> she's got her man, she's got her baby, uh, yeah. the new house that we don't get to Yay. see, but it's, it's, it's everything you know yeah uh, totally and shout out to to paul our our uh, head of head of lighting and this uh that really lit up that scene well so like thank you paul for lighting me well yeah um 
I, I do like the idea of if, if, if um, Robbie was in it, but I think I can see why they took it out because then it kind of mm-hmm. takes away from the moment when you do see Robbie having dinner with Johnny and Miguel and then Carmen walks in, you know, and what was he saying? Like, yeah, hey, is it cool yeah. that I'm here? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that build up of, of the uh, reunion. Yeah. yeah, so if you can share some insight on that um you you don't share a lot of scenes with tanner um so um that's one of the very first moments that we see carmen um you know with with, uh with robbie yeah totally again it's like uh truncated you know uh there's a lot to process there but it's only one scene so but i mean it's 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 all there i mean she's definitely come to forgive him. Right. And I think, I think that yearning and, and, and goal of a happy family surpasses all of that stuff. You know, she just wants them all to be happy together. Yeah. She's had her feelings about it for sure. But um, in the end of the day, that's Johnny's son and they have to make it work somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, we're, I did an episode with uh, Kristen Baldwin of Entertainment Weekly, and we did uh, the top five finally moments, you know, like finally, you know, and, and season five gave us so many of it. And that was one that was mm-hmm. one of ours, but probably, you know, mine and hers, I'm sure we, we both agree that, yes, finally, they they figured it out. We didn't have to wait 35 years for Miguel and Robbie to <laughs> to, you know, yeah. come to terms, you know, Um the uh, I do like where Carmen she like questions Johnny like you didn't you didn't do this right like beat them up <laughs> to, to get to get them to make up that was a pretty good line whatever it was um, yeah so we uh, we've been wanting uh, like a spinoff of uh, Carmen and and Amanda uh, we get some really great <laughs> moments uh, with with you guys um, can you talk about the uh, uh, we don't want to jump too far ahead, but there, there's a sequence where you guys are in the house um, and Amanda's on the phone with Daniel. And this is right before Stingray shows up. Can you uh, talk about that sequence? I guess that's after the club, but that's fine. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, that's the first scene we get to see of just them together talking, right? Not about anything else, just about themselves as as characters. Uh, so that was nice. And of course, like it's, I think what is character wise, these two ladies are like lovers of fun, you know, and they're like, Hey, let's go dancing. Let's go. So I think that unites them, which is very much akin to our real life selves. Um, so it's nice to see them on screen together and thank God she's tall (laughs) because we get to talk on the same level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Too tall um you've been in the cobra mobile before and you got to be in it again this time um ha- did you spend like much more in it this time around uh, with paul driving or fake uh, driving yeah or more, more time than, yeah fake driving all the fake driving all the fake moves in the back <laughs> so is it like uh, one of those projected screens on the outside or something is that uh yeah well we're actually in the back seat but but yeah it's a whole bunch of you know several crew members, you know, making the car move and all that yeah. stuff. So it's movie magic. Yeah. It's, it, it's funny. Cause I don't, I don't know if um, we got much of that in the previous seasons, but um, in season five, why it feels like a movie is because we're visiting locations we've never been in. And it does seem like there's a lot of traveling around, especially with Johnny and Robbie, the first couple of seasons or first yeah, couple right. episodes. Yeah. episodes. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, man, I did want Carmen to go down to Mexico. Come on. Come on. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was refreshing, right? To take us out, take us on the beach, you know. Yeah. Cool. I love yeah. the surfer scene. I love the Johnny beat up those surfers, show them a lesson. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love um, kind of like his attitude towards like that Australian. It kind of reminded me of like uh, season one Johnny a little bit when um, Daniel talks about like, oh, did you beat up a bunch of teenagers? He's like, no, but you know, uh, what, what does he say? Like I kicked a bunch of asses who deserved it or, or, or something like right, that, but it, right. it, was, it was kind of that vibe. So like, you know, the, the Australians, like you want to do this easy way or the fun way, you know, and, and he says something and it's like, Oh, the fun way. Yeah. The fun way. So 
yeah, he's just he's he's down to fight, you know. So I, I like yeah. that that color on him. Um, when when you got the script and you saw that Johnny and Carmen were going to be expecting, what were your thoughts about that uh, particular storyline? Pretty fast, huh? Pretty fast. <laughs> I'm like, have they even said that they loved each other yet? What's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's pretty fast, but but I kind of felt it was coming. Uh, there was some clues uh, along the way, I think around season four. Um, so I'm like, that was going to happen. Um, so it wasn't too much of a surprise, but um, but it was. it's definitely always fun to play these scenarios out you know i love the drugstore scene that's so funny let's talk about that like um i took uh, like a really good look at that tiger glove condom box it's Mm -hmm. kind of weirdly shaped almost like a cigar box you know like i feel it should be more horizontal but what do i know um can you talk about filming that day did 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 billy have uh some some improving uh did he do some like alternate lines or anything like that yeah, there was definitely some improving, and um, it's so funny how these things turn out because I'm <laughs> I'm there and I read it, and the guy, um, such a gracious guy who played the troubled dad with the baby, like that whole time I was just trying not to laugh because he looks so funny. But then when I see it on screen, it like looks kind of like funny, sad, dramatic, like serious, and I'm like, man. But in the moment, it was just so funny to me. Um, but, uh, there was definitely several, several takes of that. And I think it won because Carmen's character as she comes to me is very, um, very kind, very kind hearted. You know, she doesn't like to, to raise her voice or lose her temper or whatever. But when she has to, she has to, because she's kind of had enough. And there was one take. I don't think this was it. They didn't use it. But there was one thing where I really just let him have it. I really just was like over it. Just like, and then I, after that, I just had to like go off to the side and just laugh to myself. And then, you know, Billy has his, his reaction shots. And then he came over and he was like, wow, oh, you really, you really let me have it on that one. I was like, yeah. It all just kind of came out in one. But I think that for the one that we saw in the season, I think they used one that was kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, do you um, recall maybe like any other takes when he was uh, trying to return the condoms? <laughs> <laughs> because they were defective, I guess. <laughs> or the, all on for those script? things, it's like I'm off screen and I'm just literally, I'm trying not to laugh, you know, trying to keep, keep my objective clear in my mind. Um, but it's just that subtle humor, I think, is like what we all kind of love about this show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so with with the, the whole baby uh, storyline, let's fast forward to the ultrasound scene where, right. um, yeah, Johnny and Carmen uh, are at the hospital. Uh, and shortly after this, you know, we'll uh, bump into Terry Silver in the elevator. But can you talk about that scene and then also um i think that's one of the few instances you got to share a a screen with uh, thomas yeah that's right that's right um really lovely scene you know and uh there was some interviews that were (laughs) talking about it this is in not real life obviously because to have an ultrasound you need to be much more advanced in your pregnancy um, but like I said, for the sake of the story, uh, telling the story in such a short time period, uh, they had to fast forward that a bit. And, um, it was just a really lovely scene because you, you get to sense the joy that this is, this brings, you know, the, the possibility of them trying to come together. It's all these scenes of them trying to come together, you know, like he obviously has his, um, wounds that he's hoping not to repeat again. And she also has her, her trust issues that she's trying to also not repeat again. Um, I think, uh, during that scene, yeah, it was important to me to have Carmen talk in the scene, like kind of, cause as it originally was, uh, written, she wasn't, um, speaking up to, to um, 
Oh, early in the scene. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, um, I have a problem with that <laughs> because I just feel like, um, especially whatever, you know, message I can um, send out to young women, I'm like, I'm going to do it, you know? And I'm like, in, in a doctor's office, in an OBGYN's office, you know, girls speak up, you're talking. Um, so that fortunately was changed. And then we just got to be in that happy moment of just like, you know, having that ultrasound picture and having all the, all the things that happen with that. And, um, and then of course that is heightened because inevitably we know that, uh, silver is going to burst the bubble. So it was nice to ride that wave until silver comes through. Do you happen to know what ward uh, Silver came off of when he got onto the elevator? Mm, I <laughs> know, but I won't tell. Okay. <laughs> um, now, the, the doctor mentioned to Johnny that it was too early to, to know what the gender is. What would you like for them to have? A girl. <laughs> a girl, because uh, I think it would really be awesome to see Johnny as a girl dad. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and not, not only that, I just think it's like for him to think it's a boy, like I feel they're setting right. that up possibly for it to be a girl. And mm -hmm. she already has Miguel. He already has Robbie. You know, right. I know. Well, it could be a boy. Like, <laughs> would be. we be disappointed? No. <laughs> Johnny would be happy. <laughs> yeah. I would be I, um, happy too. <laughs> like in like on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, I said it would be funny if like they had a girl and Johnny Johnny names her like Danielle because that's what he calls Daniel in season one. It's like Oh my gosh, know? yes. <laughs> I, I've read some of these comments and some oh. friends of mine also have been dreaming this up and texting it to me. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what what are some names are you seeing? Oh, I don't know. I, I try not to read too many comments, but Danielle is the one that is winning out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because that, clearly that's that's what I not suggested. But I was like, it'd be funny if it was this. But people are like, no. If it's a girl, it's gonna be Laura, like his mom. I go. I mean, I could see that too. But humor me. I mean, it would just be funny. You know, it's like they've finally come to terms themselves. You know, I just, I love, you know, where, um, you know, drunk Daniel goes to visit Johnny and he's like, man, what's wrong with you? Look at you. And, and they have that whole conversation and, and things look like they're finally going well for the two. It, it just, be, it'd be kind of funny to, to, for, for him to name the daughter Danielle, you know, <laughs> and, because it's still, it's still a slight, right? Like, like, you know, Daniel finds out, it's like, you gotta be kidding me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I, we were uh, we were laughing in the elevator coming up with names to unite um, Carmen and Johnny's name. And we came up with uh, Connie and Jarman. <laughs> so Jarman. I'm secretly voting for Jarman just because it tickles me. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, hope, I don't know. Who knows what it's going to be? Who knows? We haven't even been officially greenlit for season six, Peter. This is all things. This is true, but we keep hearing to not worry about it. That's that's what we're yeah. hearing. Don't worry about the uh, the official announcement. So, and we we we've also been told that that was not the end. Quote that was not the end. So I'll leave it at that. That's what we heard. Um, so the elevator scene, uh, I didn't even think that was maybe not necessarily up for discussion. I just assumed because like we just saw the ultrasound that you guys or Carmen and um, Johnny were talking about the, what, what would the last name be? Cause you guys are kind of talking about mm -hmm. like hyphenating, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you know, that I didn't even know that they were filming that honestly. Like that was just us kind of just joking around. Really? I mean, as I remember it, I, that wasn't, no, that, that wasn't our lives. We were just improv and we were just joking around. Interesting. But I didn't even know they were filming that, yeah. Yeah, because uh, what I was going to say is like, um, I feel like I read somewhere that there was a discussion. People were like, no, they they were they were talking about like, you know, when they get married, which order I go. I took it as the last name for the, the baby. The last name of the baby. That's yeah. what I that's what it originated as the last name for the baby. Right. 
Yeah. So would you, do you think uh, if Carmen and Johnny got married, that he should change his last name to Diaz? Like he should take the, you know, (laughs) that would be great. (laughs) That would be a way woke win for Johnny. (laughs) I mean, he's, he's trying to be awake, right? He's trying to be awake. He is. I love it when I love the scenes where Johnny's like, uh, I think it's in season four when Crease is like, you know, they're Mexican and Johnny's like, Dorian. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> love it and then um in episode is it episode three or four of season five when when, when dimitri shows up nerd alert you know that that part uh-huh, yeah and he's like uh, hey thanks for doing this you know geek or dweeb whatever you identify yourself with <laughs> like it's a pronoun or something so like he's learning stupid <laughs> Oh, you know, so, so maybe maybe it'll be a discussion. He's like, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll think about changing my last name to Diaz. You know, it's um, it's progressive, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. He, he's totally uh, over by the Diaz's house all the time, so he might as well. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so let's let's kind of finish up with the yeah. the uh, kind of the end of season five. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we got this great um, you know dance scene and, and all of that, and I feel that's probably. One of the last times we um, see Carmen uh, along with like the big fight at the end, but can, um, you know, you, you share a scene with, with Yuji who plays Chosen and uh, I, I love how you guys kind of bring up uh, the scam. Um, do you, do you know about the scam? Uh, and also can you just kind of talk about um, uh, filming that sequence? Oh yeah, for sure. I love um, the karate kid part, the second movie. I think it's so beautiful. Um, and I, uh, when did I rewatch it? I think I rewatched it when we were filming season four. Um, but I do remember that part. And thinking about it, well, like when I read the line, I was like, That's, yeah, that is true. Like it, that didn't make sense. I didn't quite notice it when I saw the movie, um, as many people maybe didn't. But, um, but it's totally true. You're like, wait a minute, that scam doesn't really work out in his favor in the end. Uh, so that was that was a nice uh, tie-in, and uh, and yeah. especially with all of the characters there together, like you know, making light of that very old reference, man. Um, it's just nice. All these like full circle moments, they feel they feel nice. I love it because uh, I I brought it up to Yuji one time. I go, does does it make sense to you? And then he kind of like took a beat, thought about it. He's like, no. And you know, we all kind of <laughs> laughed and, and we're like, right, it, it makes no sense. And then I told him, I go. I like to think that Chosen was actually good at heart and he was trying to give money back to the people of the village and he didn't want his uncle to know. Yeah. It, it fits. Um, I mean, now we see that he's good at heart. Yeah. So you know? before you, like, while you read the script and you kind of see how things are being set up for Chosen, did you think he was going to die before you, like, finished reading the script? Um, yeah, well, it's season 10 was just so action. I mean, um, episode 10 was so like action packed, like everything is happening. Um, yeah, there was a moment reading it that I was like, oh, we, what happened to Josen? Um, and then even watching it, right? Like a slice to the back, you're like, oh, that's not, that's not good. Um, well, cause like but, he makes that, that call to, uh, he leaves a voicemail for Kumiko too. You're just like, this, this doesn't look good for him. Right. Like, I know. Right. Just when a character is fulfilling all their needs, that's when they need to watch out. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we can't, uh, that would be too much. Right. So. It, it, it would be. So I, I, I don't know if, um, you have any insight or if there's anything you can share, but there's, there's a moment in that, uh, episode 10 at the end, after the big fights and all of that stuff, it, it appears that behind Johnny and Daniel, it appears that Amanda is admiring Carmen's manicure. Uh, I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about, if you can shed any light on that. She got a really good manicure. Okay, all right, that's fair. <laughs> so confirmed, it was it was a manicure they were, they were looking at. So, well, Vanessa, it's, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. I you know, want to thank you so much for carving out some time for little old me. Um, Thank you, Peter. Is, is, is there anything that you're um, working on or anything that people could kind of keep an eye on uh, that you might be either doing locally or just in the near future? Not at the moment. I'm just enjoying being in LA, enjoying setting up my space, seeing live theater, um, just kind of enmeshing myself in, in here. 
that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything's coming up, obviously they'll see it on, on your Instagram because you do share yeah. that. Maybe you'll uh, kind of get your studio together and, and get some paintings together. Yeah. You know, if, if yeah. you need some, some pictures of me as, as a, you know, a sample, you know, I can <laughs> send you some. And to I do can, your portrait. Okay. I, yeah. I'll, I'll be your, I'll be your Mona Lisa. <laughs> 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 but, but please draw my eyebrows. You know, I, I need my eyebrows. Are they your best, your favorite well, feature? Just Mona like Lisa it? has none. I don't know if you oh, knew that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that's all. That's all. Hmm. No. Okay. okay. Well, um, <laughs> I think most people follow you, but you're very Ness on Instagram, Twitter very as well. Very Ness. Very. Uh, very Twitter Ness. as well. Yes, yeah, spelled V E R Y V N E S S, and uh, same handle on Twitter. Although I'm not on Twitter that much. Right. And uh, for those that want to see more of you and haven't yet, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, season three was it? Yes, season three, part three. Uh, Dolly Parton's Hard Strings, which is still on Netflix. Yeah, I got the Netflix right. streak going on here. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And, <laughs> we'll and, um, and Thomas and his wife, Mary, also wrote at least one of the episodes. They as did. Well. Yeah. Yes. Their yeah. episode made me cry. Beautiful episode. I need, I need to go watch that because I, because I didn't know I only watched yours. So, um, so, so, so more Vanessa, if you guys want to see it uh, for me, you guys, Maybe follow me on Twitter and Instagram, but if you don't, uh, I am on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod and Instagram Cobra Kai Companion, Companion with the K. That's also the website, CobraKaiCompanion.com. All of our interviews are up there. Um, I think 124 now, 124 wow. interviews. Isn't nice. that crazy? And I yeah. think you were like, what number the, is this? This, I have maybe 125. I, I, I don't know. So we're up there, but you were in the top 10, your very first one. So. Yeah, so that's how long I've been around. So um, thanks again, Vanessa, and thank you to the the listeners and the viewers for for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. See y'all next time. Thank you, by the way, for your fandom. You've been great, man. You've been along for the ride the whole time. You've been cheering us on. You really get into it. You get the fans engaged. So you being here is, is, is important, and we really, really appreciate you, man. Thank you. Keep up the good work.